Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hi, I'm Gail. Hello, I'm Catherine. We are delighted to welcome you to today's episode of Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Our signature is featuring women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who lead lives that illustrate inspiring ways to learn, contribute, and make a difference as we age. The 30-minute conversation with our guest will focus on several themes that we've agreed upon in advance. So we are more than happy to welcome you, Donna, to our Women Over 70 podcast. And for our listeners, Donna Marie Scheifler is 74 years old and lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. Donna was referred to me by Kamala Murphy, who I met at my son Steve Ulcher's New Media Summit in September. Kamala heard me discuss the podcast, and she immediately thought that you, Donna Marie, would be a great guest. And after getting to know you just a little bit, I now know why. You are an amazing woman who spent 28 years in a convent, and when you decided to leave, you had no plan for what would happen next. How you changed your life and found a way to continue to be of service is what we would like to discuss today. So Donna, welcome to our show. I, it's so wonderful to be here with the two of you. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. There, there's so much about you I know our listeners would like to hear. Shall we start at the point where you begin to realize you had to leave your religious community? And, you know, the other points that we would like to discuss today, the other themes, are life-changing decisions, which certainly that was, and how dance helped you gain wisdom to help others, and your women's circles, and certainly what you want to say to women who feel stuck. So tell us what happened when you knew you had to change your life if you were going to keep living. Well, <laughs> as is often the case, and definitely for me, uh, when it was becoming clear to me that that my life was not working anymore, um, I, I actually hit a wall. I, I had been going at, at 60 miles an hour in the fast lane, trying to help everyone and be everything for everybody in my life. And I, I was, I ran out of gas and, and I just hit this wall. And actually that I guess is what needed to happen for me to finally stop and, and take a look at what was actually going on that I did not want to see. And then uh, I, what happened was, I think, I, I finally had no energy to resist seeing what I needed to see. I think that's really and truly what happened. And I, I from a very young age, knew and wanted to be a nun. I did not have a plan B. I, my, my life was going in one direction and um, 
And I poured all my life energy and enthusiasm and youthfulness into that. And when it became clear that things were not okay in my life, that was just terrifying, just terrifying. And um, there's a long story to all of that that we can't go into this afternoon. But um, I, I had been down in South Texas teaching English as a second language for a couple of years and returned home. And that next year, I thought what I was going to do was come home and find a, another job. In those days, I called it a ministry and um, keep on keeping on. Well, that didn't happen. And, um, and so what happened uh, which has happened often in my life is that uh, one thing leads into another and things, uh, synchronicities happen. And at that time, I happened to have been invited into a women's circle. And it was in that women's circle that actually lasted for 10 years. Uh, that was life changing absolutely life-changing if it hadn't been for that women's circle i would not be here this afternoon visiting with you donna were you still a nun when you were invited into that, the women's that circle? yes that was the my final year and that that year turned out to be a sabbatical year i did not go into the year planning to be on sabbatical i planned to come home and find a job and and move on but um, that didn't happen. And it, it was, I, there's a whole story of how I got into the women's circle, but I'll just uh, suffice it to say that uh, I knew several of the women. They knew I had just come back to the Bay Area and was uh, really very much now what I call in transition. Um, I often talk about uh, the process that we go through as as women, and I presume as human beings, but I'm most familiar with women's stories, of the caterpillar going into the chrysalis, turning to mush, and then eventually, when the time is right, emerging as a transformed being into the butterfly. And I was in the mush. And, and the women in the women's circles that I work with now, we that word really kind of names it. I, I had completely fallen apart, didn't know who I was, uh, was disoriented, wanted to know what was wrong with me, because nothing that was going on at that moment matched anything of what I'd come from. So Donna, what what uh, year or uh, era was this? Well, uh, right. I'm asking because I'm interested in what was going on in the rest of society. Yes, yes, this was 1991. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and um, and so uh, it was during that year of 1991 that. Uh, I kept waiting to get kicked out of the women's circle because I couldn't contribute. <laughs> I was a basket case. And, uh, you know, anything I'd belonged to before, I had been very much a contributing member and whatnot. And the women kept saying to me, 
Donna, you don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Just be. Well, they might as well have been talking to me in Greek. I did not know what they were talking about. And nowadays, I say that very thing to women. I had to grow into that understanding. I, I had been doing, 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 and being a good girl and thinking that by helping others, that was where my value came from. And I had very slowly to discover that my value, my essence, my dignity, my gift to the world is who I am, not so much what I do. And what was the point of the women's circles? What you know? Uh, well, the women's circle that I joined was, uh, it, as it turned out, uh, there were maybe eight of us, uh, and and sometimes women would come and go um, because we were all in transition interestingly enough. And so uh, this was really intense in the beginning. Um, uh, we met once a week, all day long. We called ourselves right. originally the Thursday group because all day Thursday was given to the group. And it was in many ways a leaderless group. Each one of us got a turn to process whatever we were going through at that point and everyone else was there for her. And, and as with women back through the ages, uh, women, you know, some were, uh, one of the women was um, a, a masseuse, a massage therapist. Others, uh, you know, did energy work. Um, it, it, just all this giftedness was available to each one of us when it was our turn to process whatever was going on. And then when, when we had had our, and that could have taken an hour or more if need be. That's why it took all day. Now, it didn't continue at that intensity for 10 years, but that's how it started. And that is the very experience I draw from now. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in, at this point of being able to facilitate women's circles for other women going through the mush. Uh -huh. <laughs> They're lucky to have you, I can tell. Oh, it, it, it's awesome. It's truly awesome. You also, in, in, in our conversation, talked a bit about dance and how that has helped you. Yeah, that that's interesting. Again, um, 1991, I left the convent, and uh, it took me four years to get back on my feet. I thought, you know, six months, and but it, this was huge. This this was really and truly went down to the the marrow of my bone, and um, as things evolved, so about ten years later. I'm back on my feet. I'm actually working and generating income again mm -hmm. and had begun to save a little bit of money. I think at the time it was something like $4,000. And I thought for the first time I was going to invest in the stock market, which I'd never, ever done before. <laughs> and then um, what happened was a flyer came in the mail about this training in expressive movement-based expressive arts work. And I had uh, attended workshops prior to this 
uh, and experienced how powerful this work was. And I got this sense that has happened with me a number of times. The voice said to me, invest in the future. Meaning, <laughs> instead of investing that $4,000 in the stock market, I invested it in the training. That was the price of the training. I mean, it was just <laughs> magical. And um, it was a year-long training, three-day uh, weekends once a month. And we went through our bodies uh, and and. It spent like an entire weekend on, on face and head, another weekend on shoulders, hands, and arms, another on legs and feet, another on the spine, on the abdomen, on the chest, uh, all these areas of our body. And we explored it with movement and then with drawing and then with writing. Mm -hmm. And I found that this was my mode. I'm, I come to know myself as a kinesthetic learner. I learn by doing. And dance, once the music went on and I started moving, it was the fastest way to get me out of my head. Mm -hmm. And then when I could drop down into my body, and then I could begin to start to feel the feelings, and then get a sense of what's going on. And then eventually, what am I going to do about it? Hmm. So after you did that, then where did life take you? Well, then uh, I, I was at that point, um, I was 14 years. So f I think, oh my goodness, something like, 1998 to 2012, I was 14 years at a, an adult uh, literacy program. So that was what I was doing, uh, you know, weekdays. And then on the side, I started after that training, loving it so much that on the side, on weekends and evenings, I was offering uh, these workshops and they were so profound and so helpful and I was I, I just came alive uh, uh, because of my experience of having uh, gone through it I, I was having this double thrill of of being able to share it with with other women and so uh, there came a point that it was becoming clear to me that um, as much as I loved what I was doing in the adult literacy program, uh, that that time had come and I really wanted to, instead of do the work I loved on the side, I wanted to bring it front and center. Uh -huh. And uh, what that meant was I needed to fill in, I keep saying a black hole, huh? There was this bottomless pit of lack of experience of being an entrepreneur. I, I had come from teaching, you know, students showed up in September and I, I taught. I, so I had some highly developed skills, but not as an entrepreneur. So three years before I retired uh, from the literacy program, I started 
taking workshops and learning about being an entrepreneur and got my website set up and an email uh, on constant contact and all that sort of thing. And, um, and then retired in June of 2012. And in September of 2012, started my first women's circle. And people thought that I had gotten that all set up in three months. Oh. <laughs> they, they thought I had done it over the summer. I said, come again. That took me three years <laughs> to, right. uh, to get to that point. And, um, and so uh, that, that was evolving. And so what I found was I, I was weaving together, wanting to use movement and drawing and writing, and I, I used it very loosely and uh, gathered women. And what I found started evolving was that I, um, I would go th expose them to looking at our lives as women through the seasons of the life of a woman. Mm. And we know spring, summer, autumn, winter. And so for a woman, how huh, we've got maiden, mother, matriarch, and crone. And then I would help them to, you know, recognize where they've been, what they've been through, where they are now, and where this is leading to. And for the most part, the women I've been working with are in that matriarch, that autumn season, the in-between, that has actually been called a second adolescence. Because <laughs> here it is, the hormones are raging again. The teenager, the first time around, is no longer a child, but not the adult yet. Well, here we are, as women in midlife, we're no longer everything for everybody huh? in, in whatever form that took, whether it was a mother or a career person, or for me, it was a nun, uh, whatever. We, we gave ourselves away. All right, we're, that's over in, in one, one form or another, but mm -hmm. we're not yet who we're evolving into. And of course, we're living longer. I mean, look at this podcast for women over 70 and and you're not having any trouble finding women <laughs> to interview uh -huh. so um it it's uh it, it it's a state so he as uncomfortable as it is to be an adolescent it's that uncomfortable to be a woman in transition in midlife or beyond and my my whole approach is trying to help them to know there's nothing wrong with them and uh and that even might be part of you know your your uh interest in what i would say to anybody feeling stuck um uh there's nothing wrong with you you are in uh the mush <laughs> if nothing else try to remember the caterpillar the chrysalis and the butterfly and what is happening is you are transitioning and it's disorienting, it's painful, it's scary. And a lot of folks choose to just continue sleepwalking and, and dull the, the disorientation with busyness and, and whatnot, um, all sorts of, of ways, going shopping and, and, and whatnot. And, um, 
And I, I encourage and invite the women to really breathe, relax, come back into your center. And with support, put one foot in front of the other and, and see where, where you're headed. The, the challenge often is that we're asked, um, you know, what, what's your dream? What, what is it that, you know, you've always wanted to do that now you can do? Well, you, you left that behind so many years ago that it's going to take time to go back and retrieve that. And so the, the women's circles are so powerful because you find out you're not the only one. Right. That's, that's absolutely true. And in many ways, women like that community in which they can learn to be themselves and be accepted for who their authentic self is. And Donna, I want to get to the crone part. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Actually, I, I'm start. you know, I had an interesting experience back. Oh, my goodness. This, this would be, the, I don't know, something like 1997. Um, uh, I had gotten a job and, and then ended up, uh, you know, um, what do they call it? Last hired, first fired. I, <laughs> anyway, there's a whole story to that. I ended up on unemployment and I ended up at the unemployment office in what was called uh, PennNet. And it was something like Peninsula, south of San Francisco, Peninsula Network for, uh, anyway, it was professional unemployed folks. And we all contributed whatever our skill was. Well, I ended up offering a self-esteem class for the folks in, in the program. And um, I can remember the afternoon I, I, prepared, I, I was getting ready at, at, to start the first session. I, it was like a four or six part series. And this woman came in that I knew had been a VP in a bank. And I'm like, what's she doing coming into my workshop, you know? And afterwards, when, when everybody was finished the first session and I'm cleaning up and trying to put stuff away, she, she asked me if I'd sit down for a minute and she had some questions to ask me. And basically she said to me, how do you know what you know? And I didn't even know what I had said in the workshop that, that had uh, prompted this. And I realized that that was the day I switched chairs. Mm -hmm. That that was the question I used to ask my mentors. And that day it happened where I switched chairs and, and she started asking she asked me she was the first and since then my goodness 1997 little by little inch by inch step by step i'm growing into owning the the wisdom that i've acquired and accumulated over the years does that mean you've been growing into becoming a crone yes and i'm actually calling my i've been i've been through two now try and say this fast. 
crone crowning ceremony. Oh. <laughs> I've actually had two of those. Uh, I, I got into, I'm the oldest in my family uh, of, of five girls, believe it or not. And my mom died young. So when I was moving into menopause, I needed to find a big sister, somebody to give me a clue what was coming. And uh, I found a group called Crohn's Council. C-O-U-N-S-E-L, as in wisdom, huh? And this was a group of women that uh, they get, there's small groups all over the country, but once a year they get together for three or four days and it's a complete celebration of wise women uh, and and all that they have to offer. And so my first crone, crowning ceremony was with them and then lay i i really i didn't totally get it at the that moment and a number of years later um i've participated with the um they call themselves the moon mothers of half moon bay and each month we celebrate the full moon and um, a number of years ago uh one of those months uh, was a crone crowning ceremony. And that time around, I felt like it, it really started to sink in. And I just, it, it, it's an integration process. And I, I haven't arrived. I, I'm, I continue to keep arriving. <laughs> what, what is your, uh, time, your time to blossom? Uh, that's the name of the, the work I do with women. And, um, the woman who helped me to set up the website that um, she did so much more than simply the technical part. Um, She helped come up with this tagline. And so it goes, your time to blossom with Donna Marie Scheifler, gently guiding women back to themselves. And so I, you know, when she came up with that, tears were rolling down my face. I'm like, yes, that's what I do and what I wanted to do. And I could never have come up with that phrasing, uh, you know, on my own. We often need someone else to uh, put words around who we are and then reflect it back to us like a mirror and and then little by little uh, let that in. And so... Um, your time to blossom, it, it's taken, so 2012, I retired, so it's been seven years, and um, up till now, because my background was in teaching, and, and I prefer doing things in person, and here we are <laughs> connecting with each other uh, via the internet. I'm, I'm at yet another transition, a major one in my life. Um, what I've been doing uh, over the past seven years in person are things like uh, weekly book-based women's circles that the books we've been reading, for example, Angelus Arian's book called um, Second Half of Life, um, uh, 
I've done um, seasonal half-day women's retreats, and I've done classes and workshops on the seasons in the life of a woman that I referred to earlier. I've led meetup groups and individual sessions, and whenever I get a chance to have uh, be invited and have a venue, I love offering those expressive arts workshops. And... Um, all of that is starting to ebb away. In fact, it's coming kind of to a screeching halt. Traffic, commuter traffic here in the San Francisco Bay Area has just gotten to a point where it's very difficult to gather a group at any time, have a two-hour session, and not either get caught in heavy traffic coming or going. And I've been resisting technology <laughs> forever and um i what do they call us uh digital immigrants i'm a digital immigrant i'm not you know i was not born and raised with a cell phone in my hand right in fact i was even born before tv <laughs> and, and so um uh anyway it a year ago it became very clear to me that I if I wanted to continue this work and make myself available, um, I was going to have to uh, actually embrace technology. Now, I can't claim to embrace it quite yet, but I've at least eased up on the resistance. <laughs> and so now I've, um, in, in fact, it, that, it was a year ago I met Kamala at a, a, an event called uh, Called to Lead. Um, and uh, during that uh, conference, uh, I met Kamala and another woman, uh, Melissa, who's, Melissa's helping me with the technology piece, and Kamala's helping me with the marketing and, and all, all of it, and that and beyond, way beyond. Is it um, your intention to have these, hold these circles online? Yes, and and so leading up to it this year, I've been doing um, uh, Facebook Live videos, short ones every week, um, with inspiration and encouragement, and um, just starting to get myself out there. And yes, Gail, um, I'm I'm I, my hope is you know that that there will come a time that I've got all these. <laughs> moving parts put together kind of like in a puzzle and um and this really is going to uh manifest into uh, using zoom zoom is amazing what yes. what's possible on zoom you know, and, Donna, uh, it that. strikes me that you've had a lot of uh, practice in putting <laughs> the uh, the pieces together of new puzzles <laughs> new yes puzzles so yes I think this is really exciting. Yes, <laughs> it's very exciting. And time has a way of moving on. And oh so, believe it or not, we've come to the end. My. Your, your um, crone wisdom is shining brightly. And we know that you're going to be an inspiration for so many women now that you can reach them globally. And that's... Yeah. Really exciting to see. You certainly have had quite a journey. Oh, my. We appreciate your sharing it with us. And listeners, we want to hear from you. 
Please share your thoughts on Facebook at Women Over 70. Ask questions, add to the conversation, tell us what topics you'd like to hear more about, and become an active participant in our community. Invite your friends, your family, and colleagues to join in. Our goal is to create an intergenerational conversation so you can access our weekly podcasts, Wednesday podcasts, at womenover70.com. And if you know a woman over 70 who would be a great guest, please recommend her to us on our website. Thanks to the School of Continuing and Professional Studies at DePaul University for use of their recording space. And see you next week on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.